Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. It's me, Simon Cardi, with Matt Jones. Hi. Hello. Dale Driver, hello. Hi. I'm not going to say it in that creepy way. Oh, <laughs> what? Do you know what? I wasn't even trying to do it creepy. That's just quite natural <laughs> tenor. No, it's Cardi. It started no. the creepiness nah, up. The creepy, creepy train. welcoming. Um, quite an exciting day today. Not only have we got amazing things to talk about, but... Um, Dale, me and you just split a Lotus Biscoff donut. That was a treat, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit much, though. A bit much for you. I didn't really eat my lunch, though. It was good for me. Um, I should have stopped to the tangerines, though, I think, that much better for you. There's a reason. The size of a ruby. Yeah. We're in the studio (laughs) today, and there's a reason I didn't choose to sit on one of the sofas, because I might at some point... Want yeah. to have a lie down? And just really? Sleep off the Turn lotus this into a therapy the session. <laughs> I um, deliberately held off having a donut until after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's a good move. Do you I know don't what? want to crash. Maybe I'll have another half later to uh, pick you up. Celebrate the <laughs> you, final. You need that energy before the exactly. endless search. Mm-hmm. Celebrate that God of War embargo finally lifting. We're recording this on Thursday. The mm-hmm. embargo for reviews today. That's exciting. We'll talk about God of War in a moment, and we'll talk about more Lotus-related things later. Little Ooh. tease. Um, first, just want to remind people we've got a live show on Friday, the second of December. It's only four weeks away now. Tickets are on sale. Over half the tickets have gone already. So yeah. if you want one, look to get one. I'll get buying them. They're only six quid for at least a couple of hours of podcasting, and then at least a couple of hours of talking to us with a drink. Or buy them now hold on to them and then mm. scalp them out front. Yeah, the, oh, that... the queues will be massive. Yeah. It'll be like a Nebworth for Oasis, I 100%, imagine. 100%, yeah. yeah. And um, we had a we had a little meeting today talking about some of the things we're doing oh. and uh, ooh, some exciting things coming up. So yeah. Maybe there'll sure be donuts, maybe there'll be time. Please, actually, because this is the sort of thing that happened. It's not going to be donuts. No, no one bring me like a bag of tangerines to the Obviously podcast. Obviously, you set that up. If you say that out loud, Yeah, but I'm telling happen. you now, if you do that, I'm not going to laugh. I'm not going to throw them back in your face. I'm going to be worried. You'll have, okay, bring Dale tangerines. Bring me a solitary single tangerine. (laughs) I'm very worried that people have got fruit in the audience. What if the podcast's bad? Last time this happened, um, people just bought Jesse milk. For some reason, he was talking about milk at the time. I don't even remember him talking about milk, so the context was completely Definitely no milk. Milk's not... You, you know. can bring me brute champagne. Yeah, that would be good. Money. Just bring me money if you think I deserve it. Capri Sun. A Capri Sun. <laughs> Such a modest request. It's, kind of, yeah. it's a form of tangerine, really, isn't yeah, it, when yeah. you think about it? Just any, anything orange, that's yeah. all I'm into. Um, arguably the biggest game of the year just dropped. We should probably talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it hasn't dropped. It drops next week. But yeah. me and you, Dale, we've bloody only gone and finished God of War Ragnarok already. Oh, it's a game, isn't it? It's a game. <laughs> Who's this Kratos lad? He's, yeah. he's a big old... Ben Stiller, you're not seeing oh, him. Good point. <laughs> he's a big old God of War. Obviously, we're not going to spoil this game. I wouldn't want to do that because half the fun of this game is not knowing what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a bloody special game, just like I thought the 2018 one was. I would say that you officially think it's a masterpiece. I do. A, a rare 
10 out, I say a rare 10 out of 10, it's like the fourth 10 I've given at IGN in like four years, but yeah. <laughs> I'm, af- I'm not afraid to use that scale, am I? It's um, the second within this month, I think, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, <laughs> but we'll, talk, just, well, we'll talk about something else that got a 10 uh, in a bit as well. Let's just sign now beforehand. What are the, all the other 10s that you've given out? Uh, Disco Elysium, the final cut. I okay. think that's fair. Yeah. Um, Overwatch, at its peak. Debatable. When it was at its peak, a 10. <laughs> um, and an episode of Andor, which we'll get onto in a bit. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and now... God of War Ragnarok. 2018 also got a 10. I think people are obviously going to compare it to that game because it's hard not to. It's very similar to sure. it in in the way it's made. But um, it is it is a slightly different game. I think when you first play it, you will be thinking this is more God of War. And for the most part, it is. And that's yeah. no bad thing at all because the 2018 God of War is one of the very few best games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. This, I think a lot of the debate as to whether it's a better game slightly redundant they're kind of one of the same piece i think they're both incredible i think personal preference is whether you prefer the more tight focus story of 2018 to the more like sprawling sort of like epic story that ragnarok is trying to tell i was fully on board with it i think they did an incredible job juggling so many locations and characters and gameplay mechanics and i think overall as a piece just design-wise, this is a more impressive game than yeah. 2018. It won't have that same shock factor, I think, that it did when 2018 first launched, but this is still a- as good a game, I think. That's the, for me, the only thing um, that elevates 2018 is um, we just didn't know what to expect. I don't know if you remember before that game came out, the discussion was, is this a reboot? We couldn't, mm-hmm. like the audience, we didn't know what it was going to be. And also, obviously... There were some amazing moments connecting back to the old games and like revealing the Blades of Chaos and things like that. Um, so that that factor, like you said, the shock factor, surprise factor of what that game was is always going to be the thing that's elevated above. That being said, Ragnarok, it does everything and better. Like there's, there's Apart from the fact that it's more the same in terms of the core fundamentals of the game, everything else has improved and i include the story and the performances and everything in that it's it's fantastic evolution not revolution oh, i really hate that <laughs> people use it all the time but it's true but i suppose people use it at the time because it's very applicable to a lot of things these days like you know creating premium products how do you how do you make them better you know without receiving negative feedback about being oh it's just the same game over again mm-hmm. but this definitely feels like it's taken some steps. I think you, I remember you saying it's to me, Caddy, at one point when we were playing it, oh, I think you were a bit ahead of me at one point, And you said it constantly just, uh, it's got that Mario thing where it constantly just adds new things Absolutely, to your yeah. systems. It's always like, okay, you know, we know you're comfortable with everything you've got right now. Here's another thing to do with. Mm-hmm. Here's another puzzle solution. Now, oh, remember, it's a Metroidvania thing. Yeah. Remember those bushes you saw four exactly. hours ago? Now you can go back it, and set them on fire. It's just a lot more varied than 2018. It does a great job of making each of the realms you visit feel like very unique, not only in the way they look, but each have their own like specific puzzle solutions to each yeah. one. Like I've put in the review, like in you return to Alfheim in this game, which is, is in the trailers. I don't think that's a spoiler. And it's kind of like reflective. There's these reflective crystals you can throw the axe off to open doors. And like a couple of those are a little tricky to work out and they're actually yeah. a challenge. But then like you've got Svartalfheim, which is the dwarven region, which has these big geezers going. I think we talked about that a couple of weeks ago and you can like freeze them to solve puzzles. Like, there's very specific solutions and puzzles to each world. So it constantly is feeling fresh and just like, it's not going to tell you what sort of new gameplay mechanics there are because some of them are, are incredible moments to discover yourself. But it's just, yeah, constantly 
setting up expectations and kind of taking right turns at them a yeah. lot of the time, like in both characters, gameplay. Like, I just, I really, really love this I game. I don't know. With the puzzles thing as well, I don't know if it, it speaks to my level of like lateral thinking or anything, but I always found them the exact right of um, challenge. Like, mm. I never felt like I was frustrated. I never hung on anything for too long, but there was definitely lots of moments where I have to pause for five minutes, just stand there and look at it and think, right, logistically, how does this work? What am I missing? What am I doing? And I'd always feel like the solution came at just the right time before I got frustrated and wanted to turn it off. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously there's there's devices in game that sort mm. of nudge you along. Like the Mimir's obviously back in this game. He's he's the constant voice of like direction to mm -hmm. a certain degree. Uh, and you obviously have like Atreus and there's other, you know, friends of the family of Kratos yeah. that are around to sort of nudge you in the right places sometimes without overtly telling you what to it's, do. It does a great job of it. I think we've spoken like a lot of people, It this sort of thing in games never annoys me as much as other people I find like, a lot of people had a massive problem with Aloy talking all the time yes, in Horizon. Me included. Yeah. It, it never really bothered me, but I do get why people don't get on with it because she is just basically talking to herself. It doesn't make yeah. a lot of sense. Whereas in this game, you have people talking to each other all the time, actually adding information. I don't think it ever gets tiresome listening to them. Yeah. Like occasionally, my only real gripe of the game, and it's a very small nitpick, is sometimes when you're trying to solve a puzzle, they'll solve they'll try and solve it for you way too early before you've had a chance to use That's your own brain. Toggle for that, yeah. right? I never Is found there, not a... there isn't. No, there isn't. Maybe there you must were too Maybe there's so many accessibility <laughs> options there. Yeah. It might well be. It might be buried all the way in there. But I've definitely um, seen games that have that. They're yeah. like, don't give me any hints. I think them. I remember Tomb Raider having something where you could set like a, a low, medium, or high of how like, obvious certain things were, mm -hmm. or something to do with puzzles. Anyway, with uh, but you're right with God of War in terms of the the incidental dialogue and the conversations and. This is a bizarre thing to say, considering one of them is a Greek god and another one is a dismembered head of a god. But they <laughs> just, just they stealing talk, from lollipop chainsaw. They they just talk like humans. Like they sound like they're having normal conversations. I mean, it helps that like some of the things they say and like the, the way they casually swear about things. Mm -hmm. It just feels like conversations that I would have with friends sometimes, yeah. not about the content necessarily. And some of them are like quite metatextual but not in an annoying yeah way like that could so easily be irritating but like sometimes like you'll be doing a, like a side mission it'll be you know how in games it's always the third place you look Mamir will just go like why is it always the third place you look yeah. and like you like smash open like a door to find like a loot near the start of the game and Mir will just remark like ah back to smashing stuff for like loot and pleasure yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah. like exactly. it's just like fun it could so easily be annoying but the performances and the writing are all so like spot on yeah like, and those yeah. things absolutely feel like almost like it makes you part of the conversation because it feels like it's a proxy for what you would be thinking mm. in those situations and not in a cheesy corny way which some some games can do mm -hmm. and it always felt organic and dynamic in the situation like some of these were absolutely crucial for guiding you on the right path and making you make the right decisions but it never felt like, oh, this is a really gamey version, like yeah. Horizon does, where she's like, I better reload my things or something <laughs> like that. There's never anything like that. Then, well, towards the end of the game, there maybe is... You might get some repeti repetitive lines, yeah. yeah. But then that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of built into the tutorial aspect of the mm -hmm. game, I guess. But then also, like, I won't tell you what context the situation is, mm -hmm. but Mamir says something in there. There's several times where Mamir said something and it's made me laugh out loud. Mm -hmm. Like at one point, for example, he called someone a feckless ball bag. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you don't see that in many AAA no, games, do good. you? Language like that. It's very good. It's so good. Like, it's, I think it's slightly longer than 2018. I did it in 
28 hours, but that, I spent about six hours on side stuff. So yeah. I think if you mainlined it, you're looking at 20, 22, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was like 26, but I made the conscious decision mm -hmm. within a few hours to stop doing side quests. Yeah. And there's noticeably a lot more side stuff to do this time around. Totally. Some actually really good side missions that add a lot of good story stuff. There was one or two side missions like, oh, I'm surprised that's not part of the main yeah. story because it added a lot. But to be fair, the I think they hit, I don't think it's, bloated the main story if maybe one you could cut a little bit if you wanted but yeah. i just i never really wanted it to end to be honest i do like even though i agree that is a masterpiece in 10 out of 10 yeah. i do have some slight issues with the game because 10 out of 10 obviously doesn't mean perfect no, it doesn't you know it just means the pinnacle of the series a pinnacle of what it can be i suppose um i think there's a lot quite a heavy lean into climbing in this game and i think when it's using the blades of chaos to nip up and down walls it feels phenomenal. It feels great. Mm -hmm. The mountain is like super quick, but every now and again, it has these uncharted, like here's a crack, climb up this crack. And that slows the pace down. Like, a little unbelievably bit. I feel like slow. it's, they're caught between a rock and a hard place just to not make too much pun on the <laughs> squeezing through gaps because they do have all this great dialogue and story they want to add, but it's like, how do we do this without just lots of cutscenes? Sure. It's like, we need you to climb for a bit so we can do you a minute of fit these lines in before yeah. it's, it's a I think they walk the tightrope very well. That's like, interesting, though. Do you feel like it's one way or the other? Do you feel like they wanted to write more lines so they had to put this stuff in? Or well, they had this stuff that they wanted to put say, in so they had to write more lines? Even in the post-game stuff, uh, like there's, you can obviously roam around the locations. There's still like 50 hours in. There's still new lines that they're just randomly coming out with that aren't clearly aren't scripted to be end-game lines. They're just oh, you've come to this location again. You can revisit so many locations and find out new things and they bring up new stories. So yeah, I think there's an overwhelming amount of like dialogue that they wanted to have in there. And potentially, yeah, Cardi's right that the climbing sort of thing does give space for that. However, I will say in the main story, it didn't feel as egregious as it does in the end game stuff when you're roaming around doing collectibles. Mm. Then it's like, okay, you know, you've got this climb coming up here that's really slow compared to everything else. And after that, it does great after a while. At yeah. that point, though, you're probably forgiving because you're spending time on a thing that you obviously really enjoy. But, to get the, to that point, but right? the climbing is the thing I don't enjoy. Right. Okay. So I, yeah, I, I like you're a slave to the platinum. You have to climb if you want that yeah, platinum. Yeah, definitely, definitely do. Um, there's also, I think, it relates to that slightly. Is the um, it's got this sort of faux open world design to several of the. Realms. I quite like it's like they're like that. Um, what they call it, like wide linear, like where they're yeah. kind of like. They're more like Metroidvania worlds than open worlds. There's a couple of the realms that are quite significantly larger, and yeah. then the rest are like medium size. But I, I I I do quite like the the big open area. So there's some mm. big open areas that you get to explore and roam around. Um, it's the some of the more linear paths that kind of masquerade as more open than they are. Um, I find that like backtracking through them, it feels a bit tiresome sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um. But again, I'm really nitpicking here because I, yes. just, I didn't want it to just be constant praise. No, I wanted to say but something. It is but... like, it is that good. It is, yeah. it is like, yeah. I think like, I can't imagine if you were someone who loved God of War 2018, I find it hard to imagine you wouldn't love this. Mm. I don't think it does anything egregiously wrong or bad or like that, that like disrespects that game in any way. I feel like, it's just fantastic. I know, Matt, you haven't actually played 2018, have you? I haven't played any of them. What? <laughs> we all have our little areas we haven't done. That's like, fair enough. Mm, yeah. Is it, have, you, have you been tempted? I bought God of War 3 and my PS2 was broken. Like It, <laughs> it had the uh, disc read thing and I never got it fixed. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I had a copy of it that never mm-hmm. got played. Though. I would say if you were tempted by God of War Ragnarok, I would heavily suggest playing God of War 2018 first. Like, it helps a lot. You'll be missing a lot of the nuance. There is a recap on the main menu yeah. of Ragnarok. It's not an extensive recap. I, I think it's a really poor recap it's, as well. Because, I think it's a refresher for people like us yes. who know it inside out. But yeah. Because it doesn't tell you who's who. It just shows you, remember this scene? Remember mm-hmm. this scene? Remember this scene? It's um, it's not a great recap. Um, And also there's so many areas that you revisit, so many people that you revisit. There was a couple in there that I'd forgotten about and I had to sort of jog my memory of who are they talking about here? Mm-hmm. So if you hadn't done any of it, then yeah, it's probably not the best idea. I am gonna. I am really interested to see what the general public think of um, the story in this mm-hmm. one because I think it's phenomenal. But it's it's um, it's different. It's it's more expansive. Like That's what I'm saying. There's yeah, a lot it's, going on. It's a different approach. It's well, it's called Ragnarok. It's going to yeah. be of something large scale. If you know what Ragnarok yeah. is in Norse myth, like, and I think they really do integrate like an expanded cast so much better. If you think 2018, there was only what five six central characters like that's pretty much doubled in this like there's some great performances as well like um leia hayes as angerboda i just love being around her she's a real laugh to be around and like richard schiff's portrayal of odin in this game he's he's my favorite performance in this game yeah he's like i'm gonna say anything about it but like yeah i he was just incredible (laughs) he's just he's just really good at subverting your expectations yeah. of what Odin is and what Odin's going mm-hmm. to be. He was Toby Ziegler in the West Wing, if that mm. rings a bell. I've got, I've Great. Got a, Hell yeah. Amazing <laughs> choice. I've got a weird uh, comparison that I've just thought of in terms of like the first game compared to second oh, with God. extended cast of Give characters. Give us a thought. Give us an interesting thought. So God of War 2018 is like the British version of The Office. <laughs> and okay. Ragnarok is like the US version of The Office. In yeah. terms of... Both very good, but in yes. different ways. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but it's uh, the idea that... Um, the supporting characters in the UK office were very much supporting mm-hmm. characters. They didn't really, they weren't fleshed out. They were, they, yeah, were, yeah. they were background. There wasn't whereas enough in, time really. Yeah. Whereas in the US time. office, everyone in the background became main characters. Mm-hmm. And it feels like that this time, it feels like the extended cast, you know, Brock and Sindri and Freya mm-hmm. and all these people, they, they all feel like way more, everyone has their time. Everyone's expanded upon. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's, it's more the better for it because it's, it's not just moody Kratos the yeah. entire time. It's like, Civil War versus Infinity War. <laughs> Different scale. Yeah. I just don't want to... I'm sure in a few weeks... I know we promised the Elden Ring one. That was like seven months late. But we will do this one within a month, I think. Like a proper yeah. spoiler-filled God of War one in a few weeks once people have had a chance to play it. Because there is so much I've been waiting to talk about with people for a couple of weeks now that just... You can't talk about because I don't want to ruin it for anyone. But How does yeah. that feel for you, by the way? Like uh, whenever this happens and you've it's got a hard this, life, this massive it? review. Oh, no, but I, I guess it must be like a hole in your heart. Like, oh my God, I want to share this with everybody. Yeah, like, and it's I that can't. constant thing of like, especially when you write a 10, you're constantly praising it. You're like, I've not got this wrong, have I? And you're constantly <laughs> like, oh. but then whenever you don't want to ask people, because then if they start saying they don't like things about you, you're like, oh, maybe you're right. But no, I know in my head, this is, I have no... This is one of the easier 10 out of 10s I'll ever give to me. Wanna, this is a masterpiece of it. Do you want to hear the most ridiculous complaint from a place of privilege that I've done a few times <laughs> I'm guilty of is moaning that I can't look up guides yeah, for yeah. like collectibles <laughs> and stuff because the game isn't out yet. I have had that to be fair. Yeah. There's one or two, like just in 2018, there's like 50 odd ravens to find in this game. Yeah. One or two have been an absolute ball. Like <laughs> it's weird as well because you know IGN produces the guides. Like exactly, we, have, we can't look spoke, at us. Yeah, previously never getting spoke to the guides team before. It's like, <laughs> really please funny. help me. I've been like helping build like some maps for people as well. It's like, oh, it's just a lot of work goes into. It. Respect the guides team. The guides, yeah, the guides team are amazing. They yeah, and the grave diggers and, and the scene. And, and, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, all 
one of a muchness. Can we um, talk about my favourite character? Uh, from well, a game you haven't played? Yeah. I've, okay. seen, I've seen a tiny bit of footage from okay. a character voiced by one uh, Sungwon Cho. Oh, why uh, not? Yeah, they're, they're in my review. Go for it. <laughs> oh, cool. A little, yeah. a little uh, fun talking squirrel who's definitely one of the highlights of the game, What's I think. What's his name? Ratat- Ratatoska. Ratatoska. He's, uh, yeah, he's a little fun talking squirrel who you meet early on in the game. So that's yeah. fine. But he's a fun little character. He's he's just a nice little bit of comet roof. I really like that guy. But yeah, really good fun. Yeah. He's got like um, little personalities near him, yeah, yeah. like extensions of his personality that are really fun he's, he's as well. He's a very fun little character. Yeah. yeah. Big up to Ratatoska. Um, I feel like that's... I don't want to say any more just for risk of ruining mm, things for people, it, but yeah. like, yeah, be excited for this game. It's I, out next week. I do think like, I really would love to hear from people about what they think of the story mm. as well, because I think there's some incredibly powerful yeah. scenes and moments in this. There's a couple of lines that really stuck with me. Do, sincerely if you can well. do us a favor for the first week or two of writing in, keep it spoiler free because there will be people reading those emails who might not have finished the game. Well, they could put like massive spoiler warning. Yeah, Don't read yeah. ahead if it's God of War. Yeah, give, give, be as kind as I've tried to be to everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll save them for the spoiler cast anyway. Yeah, so there's a lot no of point getting them We in might read out one or two soon. next week if they're spoiler free. I mean, it's a big old game. It's going to take It's going yeah. to take you a while There'll to be get a little chat. I suppose there will be a lot of chat about Game of the Year contention. Mm. I... I know. I imagine Dale. This is number one on yours. Hundred percent. There's nothing yeah. that comes close. <laughs> well, well, for me, for me. I know Matt. You're a big Elden Ring head. Is that? It's no what, neon white. Is neon white winning for you? <laughs> it's up there. It's for currently. I'm very much torn between Elden Ring and God of War because my head says Elden Ring just the amount of ridiculously good stuff and new stuff and just that's what it's the, got the it's mastery. New, right? Yeah. The Even te- though it's not, it's new. The te- and I do ultimately think Elden Ring will win Game that's of the Year. <laughs> God of War in my heart though it's more the game I want to play like this is like what I want from games huge like cinematic story yeah. games that like they do a couple things in this game that like they're things that really get me emotion wise like they're it's not necessarily I don't want to say what it is but yeah they're things they hit spots for me there's incre- incredible moments in this game I don't know if there's that one moment like 2018 has in the middle which we kind of half ruined already but mm-hmm. there's a lot of fantastic moments but yeah it's going to be tough in, what, a month or... Well, not even that, a few weeks. I'm going to have to decide between those two, but... I, it, I guess, I, as based on someone who's not played Elden Ring, yeah. but I guess it, it's, well, it's the comparison between, like, yeah. pioneering and, like, perfecting a genre between, like, incredible storytelling... Exactly. It's like, yeah, polish. do I pick the thing in my heart I maybe enjoy more, or do I pick the thing I respect completely for what it did? Mm. It's a hard one. We'll yeah. see in a few weeks. Um, God of War Ragnarok. Play it. Another thing I gave a 10 out of 10 to a couple of weeks ago was an episode of Andor. It's, just um, out, it? it's Dale's time to not talk about anything. Yeah, so you you're, you're doing yourself a disservice and we'll talk about this a oh, bit yeah, yeah. because mm. you haven't watched a single episode. Of I it. watched one episode. Okay, you should watch more. Andor. And that's why I didn't watch any more because I, I found think it really it's dull. Unbelievable. <laughs> I think it's really good that they dropped the three episodes at the time yeah. that they did because yeah. it makes such a good arc. Because all of them only take place yeah. in about like a day or two. Right. I definitely get through, of, like I think we said a few weeks ago at the start, get through the first three and see if you enjoy those because they're still only like half an hour each and it's only gone from strength to strength mm. since okay. then, I think. Like it's doing these really clever like three or four episode arcs. So it's like keeping it fresh all the time. The second arc, I particularly enjoyed the finale of that mm. a lot. It was like an exp- like a heist, um, a really cool like space heist. When you said, I did hear you, Matt, talking about saying there was a heist, and that yeah, that's the ten out of ten episode slightly. I gave. Like, yeah. genuinely, some of the most gorgeous like Star Wars cinematography I've ever seen. It's, okay. it's beautiful. Um, it, I I can't recommend 
that enough. Yeah, <laughs> you need to get to that. You need the stakes yeah, to be set. That's up episode six. Stars, but, yeah. um, then the last few episodes, it's kind of been more of like a, a prison movie for like a few hours. You're kind of almost getting these like little mini movies. You're getting a heist movie, yeah. a prison movie, and this has been a different tone. It's been a lot darker. It's hit on a lot of real world themes a lot as the show has done as a whole. And we're not going to spoil it anyway, but like it's yeah. This week we had a really cool episode. I imagine next week. We'll have a fun one. Mm. Um, do you think, because um, they've said it's a two season plan, mm. right? Do you think they're going to make a second season? Absolutely. Well, like based on just sort of it doesn't general have a lot of interest. Buzz. Yeah. It's, not, yeah. it's not been doing massive numbers, which is an absolute And that's crime. usually reflective of how well it's performing yeah. on their It's platform. an absolute crime. I think they will just because it's a prestige thing. It's like, mm. I'm trying to think like... What's an equivalent? Like sometimes, I mean, like Breaking Mad Bad Men, for the I first two seasons, exactly. And like Netflix, they'll like do a, I don't know, they'll do like an Oscar bait film, but yeah. you know, it might not get loads of views, but Roma. it's a prestige title to have. That's an incredible film, yeah, that's good. but no one, no one watched it yeah. <laughs> for like the entire run of Mad Men on AMC. Mm. It didn't get any ratings, basically, but exactly. it kept winning awards. And I've got a feeling that this is going to do really I think well. They've already set it out for like two seasons. They've got to eventually get close to Rogue One to tie it all up, I think. Yeah. And it's about like five years ahead. Yeah, I think so said. I think this is the first season's quite tight and it's over like a what few it's month a period. Months, yeah. And yeah, I think there's going to be some time jumps in the second. But it's just, it's just so. It's that, and it's like, not even a good Star Wars show. It's just a brilliant TV show. It's genuinely one of the best TV shows I've, been I've watched. I'm trying show. to pitch this to people that like Star Wars by saying, mm. like, it's good for a show that isn't Star Wars. And they're like, oh, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I just don't want the thing that I like. And I've been trying to pitch it to people that don't like Star Wars that, yeah. and say the same thing. And they're like, yeah, but it's got all this, like, Star Wars rapper. And I'm like, no, it's not, it's, the, it's it's not the important part. Someone who, like, grew up loving Star Wars and still do love Star Wars. Mm. It's hard for me. I always find it hard to push myself to watch it when it's not about Jedi's mm-hmm. and yeah, lightsabers. Yeah, totally. I do think like if you but didn't it's so like deliberately Rogue- not that. Like it yeah. is like if you've ever wondered what it's like for a planet that is like sort of under imperial rule, but they're kind of on the outskirts. Sure. It's like what what does the Empire do when they don't have the resources to take care of a planet? Mm-hmm. And so, what are the gaps in society that are filled with like? you know, corporate-owned uh, police mm-hmm. forces or, like, mining workers and, like, what communities uh, are built around yeah. that. And no Star Wars show has done anything like that. It's so, so it cool. Is, it's just a grown-up TV show. It's Like, I think because it has Rogue One as it's kind of what it's come from and I'm, I know a lot of people love Rogue One in this room. We do, we're not it's massive fans. Yeah, <laughs> it's bloody boring. Okay. I think it's okay. It's, I don't think it's bad, but I don't... I don't have a great love for it, but like this is this isn't really like it to most. It just happens to have the character from it in it, and, and he's so different in it yeah. as well. Like I, I watched Rogue One for the first time this week, and I was surprised by how like how lack of depth there mm-hmm. is for Andor as a character. Like he's kind of like morally conflicted. You know, mm-hmm. he yeah. is like somebody that's happy to do killing, just, but you can't get to... since he's just a mercenary. Right? Yeah, right. I've got a question because mm-hmm. you said you watched Rogue One this week. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the best scene in that film? Is it the when the robot catches the grenade? Because no, that's no, pretty no. good. I'm being ironic. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's um, they're in the scene when Jyn Erso stands up and she starts like saying some plan, mm-hmm. and there's all these like murmurs of voices, and there's one voice in the background goes, "What is she suggesting?" <laughs> it's like one of the worst things I've ever seen. Oh, oh, so I, I think that's a great opening and a great ending, but the middle's a bit yeah, bit 
bit meh. But, yeah, um, Jin is a really bad character as well. Yeah. I think the point I want to make, though, is that like if I'd have seen Rogue One first, and it was what people were yeah. saying, were like, why this character? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because you was, can do the yeah. build of this sure, character yeah. and make him way more interesting. I was, yeah, I was in that boat, but I think I underestimated the power of Tony Gilroy, who just, his fingerprints are all over this. Like, if you've seen the Bourne films, he wrote that original trilogy. Like, it's got some of that same sort of like grounded cool action like that espionage kind of touch to it it's also got some of his um michael clayton in there like that going up against like huge corporations that sort of stuff like it's just it's just really really i have that on the list for this weekend like i always i I have a thing about movies that are named after their main character (laughs) i'm like they should have come up with a he loves it andor the born yeah yeah so yeah um but yeah michael clayton is one of the best scripts I've ever in a film. I absolutely love it. What are other films that are named after? I'm, I'm, you've caught piqued my interest. Um, Bolt. I just said Solo a second ago. Batman. Joker. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> no, but I mean, no, what ones are the ones that you particularly Elvis. like? Elvis. Uh, it's not very well known, but uh, my, my best Ray. mate in high school, his yeah. name's Charlie Bartlett. Yeah. And there is a movie called Charlie Bartlett that has absolutely that? nothing to do with it. Oh, it's about right. a kid that sells his antidepressants to kids that mm-hmm. are like all struggling. So he kind of runs a pharmacy by like by himself. There we go. Uh, it's not very good. Yeah, uh, there's, there's, there is literally thousands of no, films. Now I, I mean, what, what bad ones or good ones? No, ones that have caught your interest. In, like, when did you realize that you hated this trend? Whenever I see it, I'm like, okay. I just, yeah, I don't. I thought, I thought there I might think, be a catalyst. I thought there might be a few films. Like, I've had enough of this. Mm-hmm. I do think it works for like biopics. Like, Borat. You know, like yeah, calling Malcolm X Malcolm like X biopic. is fine. I think Michael, Michael Clayton <laughs> was one of those movies. Yeah. I was like, I suppose, it yeah, should be called fictional. something. It's cool. It's all about Michael Clayton. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you didn't know, George Clooney's very good in it. Um, anyway, Andor, if you haven't been watching it, this is just like, we're getting, what, we're three episodes left of the season. Just a reminder to just get get on it. Have a go. Have a have bash a go. on it. Why not? It's very good. You might enjoy it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Something that's out this week that you saw a little while ago, Matt, and you can finally talk about. Mm-hmm. A film I'd forgotten about, but I've been reminded, I'm definitely going to check out just because it's weird. The Weird Al film. I did. I went to a little screening of this, not mm-hmm. to brag or anything. Ooh, you um, you oh, you see Actually, that's the reason I asked Ooh. earlier, because yeah. I saw this film a month ago, and I yeah. haven't been able to Jesus. talk about it. Um, I'm jealous. Like, I I'm think really the headline jealous. is, Daniel Radcliffe as yeah. Weird Al Yankovic. Does it he, work? Not only is he in it, he got massively into shape for it. He's like, he's like, there were was rumors. Weird Al ripped in real life? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> is it like... I, I really want to know about the tone of this film because mm. I feel like it could go two ways. I have not watched a trailer or anything of this film, but I feel like it could be 
it could almost go serious biopic. The thing that Haven't I they think is... deliberately made up loads of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. it's, it's so is it more like what was that silly that National Lampoon's one called? Uh, um... I suppose it's closer to pop star than anything. Yeah, it's but, more uh... like Dewey Cox, I think. Like oh, that, oh like, okay. So yeah, so that's mm-hmm. kind of like that National Lampoon's. I can't forget what it's called, but it's about. But they lean into the 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 tone of. Yeah. the writer and like mm-hmm. he is just about being silly and, mm-hmm. and it's not like bohemian rhapsody where they make up a lot of stuff and pretend it's real yeah <laughs> yeah it's more like is this like uh, does he like sorry i keep interrupting no, like, yeah. is this tell one, me what it's like okay. matt <laughs> um, but is it like where he breaks a fourth wall talks to the audience no not okay. at all yeah it's more like um as if weird al is a fake character like a dewey cox and it's yeah. a like biopic like that right so there's comedy elements in it I, I don't think that it's hugely funny the whole way through. Because okay. I kind of went in expecting, because I love Popstar. So I think mm-hmm. we're all agreed on that. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that, we're massive fans of the Bash Brothers as well, yeah, if you best, hadn't checked that out. Popstar's like the best comedy of the last 10 years. Yeah. Oh, Bash Brothers is better. Mm, it's <laughs> different, very different. <laughs> yeah, it can go either way, depending yeah. on, on my mood. <laughs> Popstar's a movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so it doesn't have the highs of Popstar. There are a couple gags in it that I think are some of the funniest things that I've seen on film. Okay. But it's like, it's a charming six out of 10. It's like one of those, right. like, okay. maybe we'll have a cult following, but isn't actually very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish it lent more into, like, the, the ending of it, it goes, like, way further than it needs to in terms of scale, right? Okay. And it, the thing that it reminded me of more than anything is, have you seen Black Dynamite? Uh, I haven't, but I do. No. I do know it. So it kind of goes off the rails and becomes an entirely different movie at mm-hmm. some point. And I wish that it had done that earlier. Okay, okay. so um, it almost needed to be weirder. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The thing that it really it made me think because it uh, like Funny or Die produced this okay. the like web series production mm-hmm. company yeah. that's I think it's owned by Will Ferrell. Um, and it made me think that the script for this must have been like a 10 minute short at some point right and then daniel radcliffe got attached and then they were like oh we need to pad this out into a feature <laughs> like it's got just enough meat for a very small yeah. like wouldn't it be funny if there was a yeah. biopic for weird al as a sketch comedy and i bet it's just been kicking around for five years so the biopic element of it is all fiction yeah yeah absolutely. doesn't so, he like like go out of madonna at some point? that is like halfway through so the beginning of it is like him as a kid and uh him trying to fight with his dad for not being allowed to play the accordion like not being able to like search his dreams and then him becoming a star through this weird like convoluted is it a parody of other biopics exactly yeah in that like because he needs a struggle so it's very much the dewey cox yeah yeah it was weird how like involved in the he's in a role in it okay yeah I saw this with my partner actually at the screening, and she didn't. She doesn't know what Weird Al looks like. Did so she was like, "He like, should have been in it." And I, yeah. he was. Like, he was in it loads. <laughs> Surely they use a lot of his songs. Do they? Use? They do. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I, I might just do. So there's a gag in it as well that I don't think is executed very well, but is conceptually mm. really funny, where he writes the parody version of Eat It, mm. but. <laughs> the film presents it as if Michael Jackson has made up that song. So as if Michael Jackson is parodying his song, but oh, making it so, about oh, a song as called in Beat It. Is the yeah. So he's portraying him as a serious artist. Yeah, at, okay. towards the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> this sounds mad. And so Weird. His, yeah, his struggle is that he doesn't want to make parody songs anymore, which isn't right. entirely. He just wants to be it's, known as a respected artist. It's something I'll definitely check out. Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a massive weird al fan but anything that's a bit weird like this and is trying to do something different i'll check out i'm into it. I, I definitely i went through a phase of being into weird al big mm-hmm. time you did a tribute act didn't you 
Did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you play the accordion? You're going to yeah, do that yeah. at the live show, aren't you? Isn't it a 45 minute Weird Al set you're doing? Um, <laughs> that's certainly on the table. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I'll settle for showing up Get in a the wig. shirt. I can't, yeah, I need a wig because my hair ain't growing like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like, I had a period where I really like Weird Al. So I'm, I'm actually, this is intriguing. Although part of me does feel like, Maybe his life's not interesting enough, but probably just feel like I would want the actual biopic of Weird Al. <laughs> Maybe yeah. there's not a story to yeah, tell. <laughs> it's probably not a story. It's probably no like daddy issues or anything. Like yeah, that it's not going to be. It's not going to be like um, Rocket Man, is it? No. Um, <laughs> it's better than Rocket Man. Is it? No way. Well, I'm thinking Rocket of Bohemian Man. Rhapsody. Yeah, Rocket so Man was very quite good. a lot better than Bohemian uh, Oscar Rhapsody. Oscar nominated <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody. Best editing and best what a oh, disgrace! What a movie. <laughs> Even when I you look back. Sorry, guys. It's, hate to ruin it, but it's, it's all right. It's I not. It's, it's bad. Um, weirdly, I don't. Know, I don't even think it's in cinemas. This film. I think the only way to watch it is via Roku. Roku. Yeah, it's a Roku <laughs> exclusive. Well, why? We know we've gone too deep down the well for getting Roku exclusives. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Roku's like maybe already on your television. I think so, if you have Sky or now, it yeah. Is. So you might not even have to pay for it. It might even be free, depending on Roku's what your situation. Not free is it? You can probably service? get a free trial for Roku yeah, yeah, that's somewhere. True. You can probably get a free trial and watch it. <laughs> Is there what else? Name one other thing on Roku. <laughs> no one can. <laughs> what a weird thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they didn't want to make any money. <laughs> yeah. Like I say, go in expecting like two or three pretty good gags. There's one really good scene where he goes to a Hollywood party and there's a mm-hmm. lot of like cameos from famous right. people pretending to be like their modern era, like their at the time contemporary, yeah. which is pretty funny. But otherwise, like, yeah, it's all right. It reminded me, what's the, um, what's the, the DJ's name? The American DJ's the shock jock guy. Uh, oh my God. I can't believe Like can't the guy involved name. with the Weird Al story or. He's probably, no, but like, um, but I've seen a biopic that's like, like loosely a comedy that's kind of based on him and that's what I keep thinking it's going to be mm. oh my god know, what is his what name the shock jock guy I'm going to search like, shock he's jock. a very very famous like American Howard DJ Stern. Howard Stern there oh, we go okay. I remember seeing a biopic on him but it was like yeah it was him talking like a VO narrated for the actual guy who was doing it a lot. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought it was going to be, but it's clearly not yeah. that at all. Well, yeah. It's more yeah. Dewey Cox. Anyway, IGN. Go watch the go watch the Bash Brothers. Exactly. IGN underscore you can pay back at IGN.com for your and or Weird Al got a war takes. Uh, we've got one more thing to talk about for an English search. And that is the return of the White Lotus. I did tease more Lotus chat. Not Biscoff, sadly. The greatest I didn't get of that all the, the spreads. <laughs> I really did think we were going to talk um, about the spread. No, the greatest of all we've the spreads. We've gone from the Brown Lotus to the White Lotus. Yeah. yeah. It's good they didn't call it Brown Lotus. <laughs> Biscoff is much better, isn't yeah. it? Do you, some, do you want a Brown Lotus <laughs> donut? No, thank you. Have a good Brown Lotus. Oh, go God, on. it's a good spread. Uh, tell us your best spreads at IGN. Do you like that uh, bit in uh, <laughs> the first... Um, Oh God! The movie with Daniel Craig doing the accent. The other ones, Knives yeah. Out, Knives yeah. Out, where yeah. um, Chris Evans is just eating Biscoffs. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. good, good, <laughs> oh, good God. thing in that movie. I want to stop dropping your phone, Dale. You deviant. Um, White Lotus is back. Not a lot to say other than you might not know it's back. They haven't really done. They haven't really done a big song and dance about it, despite being it, it being one of the best shows last year. Mm-hmm. It's back already. Mm-hmm. It's back for another little murder mystery. We don't know what's really going on yet, but set in a lovely like Italian. Like five star resort and is it God, the, it looks nice. Is it the same place as the first? No. It's the, it's, so the White Lotus is the chain of like really fancy resort hotels. Like so this is a different whatever. one oh. in Italy. 
And they've had a no- oh, they've got more shit going on. They have. Can't and catch there's a break. A whole mm. new cast apart from uh, one Coolidge. Yep, she's back for more. Um, Doing. Yeah. She's the star. She's so good. <laughs> Wait, that's Stifler's yeah. mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's so good. But um, yeah, we don't really know what's going on yet. I wouldn't really want to theorize yet. But um, it's still got that good mix of like mystery, bit of quirkiness, bit of satire. It's just really, it's, a, it's like a, quite an easy watch. I really, I really like it, and it's it's back for the, more. There's a great scene in this episode where it's two couples that don't really know each mm-hmm. other all that well, and they're just having conversations over each other, mm-hmm. like they just don't vibe. And it's like every conversation that I've had, like with people that I just barely know, they're like, "Oh, so what are you watching? Oh, we don't watch that. Oh no, do you watch? The- oh, mm. did you see that news story? No, we didn't actually. They can't quite <laughs> yeah. find common ground, and it's like. If you've you've definitely been in that conversation, oh, 100%, and seeing stuff. it live is like, oh god, I feel really like as yeah. if it's the <laughs> most accurate thing I've ever seen on screen. It's just oh, it's really good, really good cast this time around. They've got Aubrey Plaza in there. Um, they've got Michael Imperioli from Christopher okay. from The Sopranos mm-hmm. in there. Um, what's his name? The old actor. I've completely from uh, Mythic Quest. He's what's the, his uh, name? the old man. man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what's his name? Oh, is he the writer for Mythic Quest? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh. I, know, I know who you're talking oh, about. Oh, F. Murray Abraham. Mm-hmm. He's in it. Yeah, it's just really good. Really good so far. Creator is Mike White. Do you know who Mike White is? You'll know his face. He, he wrote School of Rock, but he's also like the um, like dad in uh, School yes, of Rock. Yes, I he's do the know flatmate. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the flatmate. Flatmate. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I, did, I only clocked it the other day that that was him uh, that was doing this. What a <laughs> career trajectory. I know. <laughs> um, yeah. The White Lotus, it's on Now TV or Sky over in the UK. Not as good as Lotus Biscoff. Well, what is, though? If we're honest, what is better than Biscoff? Do you know one thing that might be better than Lotus Biscoff? The Endless Search. Jesus. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Shit. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Matthew, you've got a little quiz for us. This I time. do. I've got two little fun ones about some of the stuff that we've uh, produced in this. Ooh. Uh, the first one is to do with God of War. I've heard of it. Rated 10. Uh, but it's Ooh, about yeah. the the previous uh, cast of Olympian gods. Oh no! Um, I'm gonna ask the two of you <laughs> to bet how many of them you can name. I've also got a what list just of, Greek gods. I've got a list of the uh, the demigods and the pre-Olympian gods as well. If you uh, struggle oh, to get Jesus. all of the Olympians, so. I think in all that's. I didn't. Oh, how long it's been since I played those damn. That's games. why I picked this one. <laughs> I haven't watched Hercules in a long time either. Mm. Oh, there's one. He's <laughs> <laughs> uh, on the list, yeah. No. So you've got one. He's absolutely, there. He's absolutely done me. Um, there's some I'm not sure if they're gods or not. Mm. Right, let me have a little think. Who's, who's bidding first then? Um, yeah, come on, Cardi. You seem um, confident with you. Okay, I'll just go. I'll start with a, a reasonable six. Well, I was going to start with five. So you've already got me that. Um, Seven. You actually can. I'm just expecting I'm going to remember them. Eight. Ooh. I think we go up to about. It's above thirty. Yeah, yeah. there's lots. There's lots. So I, I definitely not... feel like. So for me, I'd be leaning on trying to remember from the game. Where I feel like Cardi can just name Greek gods, and he's probably got. I'm not searching. By the way, I've got my laptop here. I was just going to get a doc over so I can write down okay. some. Oh what? Um, <laughs> You've got your phone. Out. What did you say? Them. Seven. I said eight. Okay, nine. See, I kind of want to try it. Let me think. Actually, it's off the top of my head. How many I've got here? 
That's good. That's I played good. a lot of Hades, so oh, I've just given you another one. Uh, yeah. um, so I'd already I'm, got that one in my head. I'd be fine. pretty good at this. Um, I can think of several bosses from each game, so I feel like I can get by. You said nine. Yeah, I'll go with ten. Yeah, I'm gonna have to hear your name. I'm afraid. Uh, okay, I didn't even have time to write any down. I think so I can think of like three from each game. So. Okay, Zeus. Yeah. That's he's one. He is one. Right? <laughs> he is one, right? <laughs> okay. Hercules. Mm-hmm. Hades. Mm-hmm. Poseidon. Doing very good. Yeah. Aphrodite. Oh, you've yeah, got them in order good. that they're appearing on my list. That's really. Well. I, I <laughs> promise I'm not looking at any list here. There's a blank page there. Um, Aphrodite. Did you I say? That did one? I just say Aphrodite? Okay. Hermes. Yeah. Not to be confused with the parcel company. They've changed their name now. Really? Called Every now. Um, <laughs> Dionysus? Uh, I'll accept that pronunciation. Is it Dionysus? I believe it's Dionysus. What game's they in? I don't remember that. They're in, well, they're in Hades. <laughs> uh, God, I've, I've, I definitely uh, went too big. Um, actually, looking at my list, Dionysus might not be on. Is Dionysus yeah, not a I god? I don't remember that. I think that might not appear in the game. Oh, <laughs> are they not in the game? But I know yeah. that is. You know what? I, I thought we were just doing general is, geek, Greek gods. Yeah, I didn't go know they. I didn't actually yeah, know they have to be in the game. Of course, God of Kratos has no, to fight them at some point. Get it anyway. Am I, am I, am I allowed that? I, I'm not going to get three more. I've yeah. totally, but <laughs> yeah. I've totally gone too early on this. Um, is, oh, is he a Titan? I think he's a Titan, not a god. Are we, I don't know if the Titans are going to no, count on this. Count. So I've got a list of the pre-Olympian gods here, so you might still get it. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to... I think he's a Titan, but I'm going to... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay. Um, Come um, on, Matt, you got to call uh, it here, mate. Well, it's on the list. It, it might be on the list. He hasn't no, but it. if he can't, he can't wait, take 10 minutes to think okay, of it. Um, Typhon, pretty sure it's a Titan. Not a, oh, oh, hang God. on, give me a second on this one. That is a Titan. I'm not sure, actually. No, I think you might be right. That is not one of the pre-Olympian gods, uh, unfortunately. I definitely should have... St- you, you made you do nine. Uh, Triton is one. Tri- is he one? I, I thought... Mm. Oh, Mate, I you didn't say was... Ares. I, well, yeah, there was always going to be one I wouldn't say. the first yeah. boss in the first game. Well, the main boss in the game. Yeah. And then there's like... Uh, the only other one I quickly thought of was uh, Icarus. Um, is he technically a god? Well, you fight him in God of War 2. He's not a god, mm. though. He's not actually on the He's list. a human. Icarus uh, is just a lad with you waxy might wings. It's not a, yeah, it's not a god. Yeah. It's just a lad. It's just like saying Cyclops. You fight them, yeah. not a god. Uh, That's a demigod, actually. Cyclops. Uh, yeah. What's the one? Is it um, Calliope? I don't know if she's a god. Calliope! I'm just thinking of enemies. Calliope! <laughs> <laughs> it's not actually even on the list, which is very strange. All right, let's read yeah. on your list then. Uh, th- neither of you said Kratos, which I would have accepted as well. Oh. Which is a little, <laughs> yeah. little cheeky one. Uh, Hera, Ares, Artemis, Athena, Apollo, Demeter, Hermes, Asclepius, which is my favourite one, Uh, Hephaestus, uh, Persephone, Phobos, Circe, Amphrodite. When you hear them, they're all fucking obvious, aren't they? Triton and Nike of the shoe. I should have got a few more there. Uh, There's a couple more, but we'll bounce the manies. All right. Uh, So this one. It's the coward way, didn't they? This yeah. one, I think, well, no, is... I pushed you up a little bit. <laughs> this one's pretty fun. I should have done better. I blanked. So, we talked about Andor earlier. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> a, new, a really good droid got introduced oh, on Andor. B2, B2 Emo, who Dale's going to have me His name's B2 Emo. B2 Emo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so like, cool. Like me when I was 16. <laughs> um, but, so, 
Business to emo. (laughs) I love B2 emo so much. So I went on StarWars.com and I found the top 20 list of Star Wars droids. Oh, Dale's a nerd. I'm really not. You're a nerd. I'm not going to ask you to do all of them. No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to name a droid from the movie. If you can oh, it's na- mixing up. It's not just go on name. Yeah. yeah. If you can tell me what movie it's from, okay. which some okay. of these are quite easy, so okay. yeah, that's a guaranteed point. I'll just, you know, whichever one. What about when there are multiple movies? Just one there. The first one that they appear would be... Uh, okay, enough. cool. Okay. Um, Chronologically? However, or, uh... <laughs> the actual game here is you need to tell me closest, let's say without going over, that'll be the tiebreaker if you're uh, on the same point, um, what position they are in this top 20 what list. Like- what, like centre mid? Sorry, what, like, what are they ordered by? Uh, one out of 20. I think 20. it's the most no, relevant, the best choice. Oh, the most oh, popular. Yeah, yeah but know, is it yeah. what? Who's, who decided this list? StarWars.com. Uh, the, okay. the def- if it wasn't definitive, so I wouldn't popular- have chosen this one. It's, it's popularity. Uh, yeah, to okay. an extent. Okay, so to an extent. I, I mean, feel like I, I need to know what the criteria of the list is <laughs> before I can guess. Well, so the first one, what we've got is uh, K2SO. Wait, um, is, is this... Oh, Rogue okay. One. I thought you were reading the list. Okay, Rogue so, One. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you... Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. You have a point for that. But yeah. hang on. Wait, is it just... <laughs> did I not get a shot? Or is it just first one to well, say? first one. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I was still busy. I have to guess what on the, where on the list K2SO is. Yeah. I was still obsessing over the rules. So out of 20. Out of 20. Do you think do I think people like him more than they should. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go 11th. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've got to say... Okay. Um... So have I got a point for getting it right and I get You've another point, one yep, if, if I'm closest? Yep. Okay. Um, sixth. Uh, Cardi is closest. He's 17th. Oh, okay. That's reasonable for him. God, was there another 16 droids before that <laughs> I know, one? I'm oh. struggling to name four. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, where is BB-8 from? Uh, uh, it's from The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. Right. I'm sorry. Got a buzz in. I was thinking of planets. Yes. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, well, probably not oh. a Death Star. Or something. That's, uh, from uh, the not planets. Uh, it's because you said where. It really yeah. Where threw is he me. from? I'm really Tunisia. not. Tunisia. Clearer. <laughs> I'm think, really not on the board. No. I think he's from Balam. <laughs> and where um, out of twenty is? What do you think BBA is? Uh, you can guess uh, first. Okay. Um, four. Six. Cardi's closest. He's 13th. What? How are there 12 Again, more? How are there 12 more droids? <laughs> there's, there's loads I've never heard of Is well. there going to be loads from like the animated shows and stuff, I guess? Uh, I think all of these have appeared in the movies. I'm pretty wow. sure. <laughs> it's a shame it's not a Babu Frick right. quiz because Dale's get. How, oh, we haven't actually talked about you. Uh, this. Mandalorian Season 3 trailer. Babu Frick? Oh, mate. Oh, mate. <laughs> I was on the fence about Matt after that Boba Fett series, but I'm I'm back in, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the Babu Frick, Whoa. the legend. Uh, all right, buzz four, in on this four one. Points me from that, though. What movie does L three three seven show up? L three is that Solo? That is Solo. Congratulations <laughs> on your point. Thank you. Thank That's fine. a good chat because I'd never heard of it. I was like, it's got to be Solo. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Um, and you Where said you it was out of thirty, right? Twenty. 20. Yeah. Oh, out of twenty. And BB-8 was 13. That's insane. Um, oh, this one was played by Phoebe Waller-Bridge, mm-hmm. I think. So I bet you it's rated higher. So nine. I'm going 19. I think Cardi's closest on this one. It was actually... <laughs> you think? Uh, I've got to do the maths. It was closest without going over was the tiebreaker, wasn't it? It's uh, 15th. 
Yeah, have we not named the top 10 droids? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I could, I could give a couple of them. <laughs> well, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was having quite a lot of fun with these placings. <laughs> I'm a little trickster when it comes to these. Um, where? Also, it's your opinion on these droids. No, no, I've put them in an order that I'm reading them out to be more confusing. Oh. <laughs> um, where, where does BD1 make his first appearance? Um, I thought it's a BD Wong. <laughs> what is it? BD One isn't he in? Um... Is he the one in Rise of Skywalker? No, isn't he's in um, Jedi Fallen Order? There you go. Oh yes, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So he's not in. That's not a film. And, no, oh, it's, well. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah. it's on the list. Think outside the box. There are no rules. It's just do whatever we want to do. <laughs> um, surely. Where do you think first? BD One's rated twenty. Put him at twenty. Oh, this is another weird one where he's probably like. <laughs> Nine. Why well, have you said nine I every time? One of them's going to be nine. Dale, you are the winner. He's fifth on the list. Fifth? <laughs> what is this? This can't be rated by anything. All that droid does is go and you sure this isn't, shake about a bit. Are you sure this isn't just in alphabetical order? It's not, unfortunately. Uh, I really want to know about that. Like, I'll read this the, list again. I will read the list at the end. Okay. But, yeah. okay. Um, it's going to be like the IGN list. <laughs> yeah, so written by this, Dale Driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scroll up. Oh, wait. Uh, where is the mouse droid? Where did that make uh, that? You hope. Uh, yes. You buzzed in first. Yeah. Um, and then where do you think the mouse droid <laughs> I mean, God is? God knows the, where the, the mouse droid is. Uh, four. I'm going to go with Dale's nine. Uh, Cardi, you win. It's seventh. Oh, <laughs> almost in the middle there. I know my droid listings. Yeah. I thought it'd better be than DB8, they're saying. <laughs> the mouse the droid. Ma- <laughs> I do like the mouse droid. So there's only he two doesn't... more questions here. There is a little bit of a wrench. There's a bonus bonus question at the end. Ooh, okay. um, IG11. Eleven. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's um, Empire Strikes Back, isn't it? No, that's oh. different. That's the Mandalorian. I think that is true, unless it's something... You know, like it's Taika Waititi, yeah. 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 Unless, I was thinking of the Bounty Hunter That's IG-88, oh, but he'll shit. probably turn up in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, the, he's, he's the coolest. And there's, uh, where's IG-11 on, uh, on the list? Another non-film, by the way. Just want to point this out. <laughs> um, nine. <laughs> uh, Sixteen. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's closest to nine. It's tenth. Yeah. <laughs> How? Another nine strategies finally paid <laughs> off. Did you guess right on where he was? You did, didn't you? Yeah, I think you're running away with it. Anyway, so. Are you keeping score? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm winning. Mate. I'm winning. All right, like, so ten two. <laughs> I will I will reveal that in in no particular order because this is the question. Um, R two D two and C three PO are in the one and two position. Right. Which one of them? Is number, number one. one. It's got to be R2. Yeah. If it's not, it's if it's not, that's insane. Like <laughs> C3PO just... deserves to be marked down just by the act- because of the actor who plays him. <laughs> Unfortunately, gonna... oh, he, oh, that that he is a knobhead. Um, so yeah, Cardi, you've run away with it. Uh, however, I'll read the full list. C3PO now is the real uh, winner. There's a lot of these I haven't heard of before, but it's C3PO, R2D2, R5D4, AP5, BD1. C one ten P, no idea. Uh, mouse droid, Mister Bones, um, four Mister <laughs> <Mr>. Bones, <laughs> four L O M I G eleven E V four nine D nine, 
R1J5. <laughs> <laughs> These are the. Um, is this just this our router? It's just <laughs> like um, the Wi Fi password. Yeah. It's also a Manchurian candidate situation yeah. Yeah. where something at the end of it has just been activated. I'm not going to read the rest of the list. You can find it on starwars.com. 20 Star Wars droids. But see, but like, what have they quantified what this list is? No, they no, just said just the best ones. Just the best ones. We were basically just guessing numbers, though, no, is what yeah. we were doing. It was good fun, though. So, congratulations. There we go. Is that the end of the end of search? Yeah. It was a joy. Oh. It was a good a little hybrid event there. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Um, of course, IGN underscore UK feedback I, at IGN.com. We haven't had any end of searches send in for a while, actually. So, if anyone wants to do that, have a bash at it. A bit of fun. Um, of course, we have your feedback as well. I have a couple of bits. One is very short. I just want to uh, put something to put something straight here. Um, this is from Matt Velton, who says this message is for Simon. I was just teamed up with a Cassidy named SimCard Twenty One while playing Overwatch Two. Was that you? Love the show. Been listening for a long time. Take care, Matt. Sadly, that that wasn't me. Um, I do play Cassidy a lot. Um, but my if you play against me in Overwatch, it will simply say Cardi because that's, that's my Blizzard account, name. Though, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just popping <laughs> popping heads as Sim Card Twenty One. My actual um, yeah, it's not that. It's just if you see me in Overwatch, it's just Cardi. That isn't my PSN. Right before name. we recorded this episode, I posted a photo of us on uh, mm. Twitter uh, of us playing Marvel Snap. <laughs> oh yeah, and it showed off what my screen name on Marvel Snap is. Yeah, which Rude, is crude. It's a uh, pig Venus. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I've just I didn't think people up. would zoom in. One in the comments has also said, "Is that SIM card twenty one you play?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just Cardi again. Um, I can't wait to actually open up matchmaking on that game because I want to. I want to beat some You're friends. You're rinsed when I'm. When I'm <laughs> can't wait. Um, I've got one more email here from Michael Van Antwerp. That's a great name. Yeah. Um, say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. I know Joe, Joe isn't a fan of compliments. But I really miss his left side. Uh, I will really miss. I'm not getting choked <laughs> I'm up. I just can't read it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't like right side can fuck yeah. up. Whatever. He's got good camera. Right, I'm choking up reading it. Um, right. I'll really miss his left field recommendations and genuine enthusiasm while talking about them. He can make even the most obscure thing. I'm reading it like he's he's properly gone. Yeah. He's not. He is. You know, he's, he's, this is his eulogy. Yeah. Uh, he can make even the most obscure things seem unmissable. Thanks to Joe, I've been hooked daily on Ben Pronti's FTL oh, sound. Very good. But where did Joe go? I believe there are only three possible scenarios. <laughs> only three. One, he's launched the quarterly e-zine, official Dynasty Warriors magazine. I, I'm sure he'd love that if he could get if he could get paid to do that. Mm. Looking at this list, that's surprisingly the most likely one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two, he's gone pro at Windjammers. <laughs> me and Joe went to a pro, uh, pro Windjammers uh, event, and believe me, we would not have stood a chance because they are very good. Windjammers together. Really? Oh, oh, that we, would have been we great. Had a period oh. where we played it in this office oh. a lot. We had the arcade sticks out. We had mm. everyone all going. Did you do Windjammers too? Because it came out during lockdown. Oh yeah, yeah, we Ooh. played. Played yeah, we it like yeah online. Uh, yeah, not okay. quite the same. Great game. Three, he's joined a new group, which will now be known as JRKG. I think that's also unlikely, yep. uh, but I don't want to speak for them. Um, was I close? No. I'm, I can't say. No, um, I can say no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Although, By the time we can say, we're not going to say. <laughs> though, Joe, keep practicing the wind jammers, mate. You can get there. I believe in you. Uh, Michael ends by saying, thank you, Joe, and everyone at IGN UK. Happy Halloween, and please respect the seat and grave diggers. P.S. Regarding things that scared you as a kid, I was terrified of the movie Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. So my loving parents put tomatoes in my bed before bedtime. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> I remember seeing that film as a kid. And your parents sound like a laugh. Yeah, so, that's yeah. a good laugh. I'm going to take this opportunity now that it's been prevented, uh, presented to me. There's a very <laughs> deliberate Attack of the Killer Tomatoes reference in the opening of Chainsaw Man, oh. which uh, Matt Jones recommend. 
Nice. Yep. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. I actually used to say, like, there's a thing, because I'm a little shit, um, whenever I'd go to, like, a friend's house, like, I'm linking this back to tangerines. I don't know if it was satsuki. Like, if they had a bag of oranges. The tangerines on the mind. You know, like, little oranges. I'd just, like, get them all out of the bag and just hide them in different places around his house. You're so fucking weird. <laughs> like, just like being a little little cheeky boy, don't I? No, never anything too bad. Just little, little cheeky little things yeah, here and there. Cheeky tangerine boy. Exactly. Uh, Matt, you've got an email. Guess, let's get that fan art, please. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mr. Tangerine Man. <laughs> this one is from Jacob. Yo. Jacob here, a long-time <laughs> listener. You guys are my second favorite podcast. Get Fuck out, off, Jacob. Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> as well as gaming and listening to your great show, I also quite enjoy the long-running radio soap opera, The Archers. Is that the podcast that you mean? It's not. Is that a podcast? The Archers? I, the Archers, it's a radio too. Yeah, yeah, yeah radio they drama, probably release it as a podcast mm. these days. I don't know if this is what Jacob is referring to. I assume that's his number one podcast. So I, sod off, Bats yeah, the Archers, I, um, I have <laughs> never heard of anyone below the age of 80 listening yeah. to The Archers, but go for it. It's one of those things that you kind of just know of, yeah. but I've never actually heard a second of it. It's I've a probably good heard yeah, two seconds yeah. here and there and gone, nope. Like, if I'm trying to think of what a radio broadcast would be for a joke, it'd be The Archers. Isn't it? Like, in my head, it's always, like, um, like audio version of Emmerdale. Yeah, imagine mm. listening to Emmerdale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also, the only thing I think of it is from Alan Partridge when he references yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Well, it comes up in the email. It's not very popular yeah. among... Uh, it's very popular amongst the uh, Radio 4 fan base, but Jacob is only 33. Bloody hell. Which is this what I've got person. ahead of me. Anyway, I've just started playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla and I'm quite enjoying it, but I was surprised to recognize the voice of nasty King Burgrid Ber- Ber- is none other than Farmer Vince Casey, an abattoir owner from Ambridge. Wow. Cool. That's such a, that's such a what partridge an, thing. Like no one, I bet that's the first time anyone has ever that is like made a that connection. That Alan Partridge would have on his show. Yeah. <laughs> What's your, yeah, like, poll, favorite archer in other media? <laughs> <laughs> King this Burgrid. isn't the time. <laughs> Farmers have escaped the archers. <laughs> yeah. They show up in all sorts of games, from Dark Souls 3 and Elden Ring to Everybody's Gone to the, the Rapture. The archers are in Elden Ring. And I am always Just actors, they're just jobbing actors. That's yeah, but I don't even know this now. I'm always astonished to hear them outside of their usual rural setting. Just wondering if there are any times when you've recognised a character's voice from somewhere unexpected, or equally, there are any actors who have been playing a single role for so many years that you can't imagine them doing anything else ever. Ooh. I know voice acting's been in the news with that Bayonetta stuff. Um, we'll get the thing afterwards. Is there anybody that springs to mind for any of you? Um, I think of there was that period where Nolan North was doing his voice mm-hmm. for everything, everything and <laughs> yep. it was really off putting. I found it like even when he was doing like the Penguin in the Batman games, it just it he could just hear Nolan North in it, and it always took me out of the the moment. He's a Deadpool, and he's coming back for yeah. Midnight Suns. Even as well. when he was like in The Last of Us, it's like it was kind of like a secret role, mm. and he's doing a different voice. You can still. You kind of still sense it's him, and it just always take. I'd rather not. I, I think he's a great performance in that role. But as apart well, from Nathan is... Drake, I'd rather not hear his voice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> do, do that or do nothing. Man. <laughs> um, I watched Rogue One, like I said this week, yeah. uh, and there are a couple like background stormtrooper noises that are done by Steve Bloom, who is right. a voice actor in quite a lot of things. Oh. But he's uh, Spike Spiegel in Cowboy Bebop. Nice. And I remember just nudging my partner, going like, "That's Steve Bloom," and she's like, "I don't care." <laughs> You just reminded me when uh, what's his face Ted Lasso was uh, in Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and it was mm-hmm. what's his bloody name Sedegas, Jason Sedegas, yeah. and it was so obvious that it was him as soon as he started talking as well. Yeah, always. 
Mm, also, a good one from uh, Obi Wan, like Freck being played by um, yes from Scrubs. But people thought it was someone else at first. Who oh, who was it? Was Zach Braff but, is the guy. But was it yeah. thought it was Seth Ro- People thought it was Seth Rogen oh, right. for, for a minute as well. <laughs> I don't know if there's any coming to mind. To be honest with you, for me, mm. so yeah, mm. maybe we move on. Um, oh, was there a PS? I, there was uh, a PS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading it. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> Um, also, I once dug a grave for a beloved pet cat and accidentally trapped a hedgehog in it. It survived unharmed. Luckily, the hedgehog, not the cat. Thanks. <laughs> much sea respect, Jacob. You like know that. what, Jacob? You've won me back around. Yeah. I hope that we can Different someday group. become your favourite That does podcast. sound like an Archer's plot. Like, I've accidentally <laughs> buried the hedgehog. He could be pitching us all sorts of Archer's yeah. storylines. We'd never know, would we? Uh, you enjoy what you want to enjoy. Uh, I uh, I've got an email from uh, Andrew Priest. And he says, Hi, IGN team. Long time listener. Second time writing in. Both my childhood traumatic experience, sorry, both my childhood traumatic experiences in film both came from the 1980s and laid in wait for me in the early 90s. The first came when I was about eight years old on a family visit to my uncle's house. He was watching Robocop on VHS and I entered the room at the point where the ED-209 was being demonstrated in the boardroom. Uh, that scene is yep. fucking grim actually thinking about it. I felt relieved when Mr. Kenny put the gun down to appease the mechanical menace, but no, that wasn't good enough. And then my little eyes bore witness to an adult male being ripped apart by a chain gun. I asked my uncle if Mr. Kenny would be okay, but he said, no, he's dead. The second haunting came from everyone's favorite alien, E.T. You may have already guessed this bit in question, but when E.T. turns up (laughs) all white in the storm drain, I was loving this masterpiece until that point. Then all of a sudden I wanted nothing more to kill that gross little (laughs) bastard with fire. Keep up the good work. Loved. Keep up. <laughs> keep up the good work. Love Dale's mini film. Bye, Joe. Respect oh, the scene. Love, love your little film, Dale. Yeah, yeah. I've done the, the big, beard. the big sell cool, on it. Cool. But thank you very much, Andrew. For I assume you're talking about the Fallout seventy six documentary. And <laughs> uh, thank you very much for watching love, it. And appreciate love your little it. film, Dale. Yeah, love my little, 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 my little, little mini little, film. Little mini film. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, I could never turn against ET. ET is my boy. Yeah. Uh, it did cause me childhood trauma because when he has to say goodbye, oh, I, yeah. my mum distinctly remembers regretting letting me watch it because I was bawling my eyes out for about 20 minutes. <laughs> and my, um, my niece, uh, she's she just turned five, but she was four when she watched E.T. last oh, year. That would, should... And she's like, oh, I like E.T. now. I watch E.T. And I was like, have we learned nothing? Like, <laughs> why are we showing four-year-olds E.T.? That's not going to end well, is it? No. Wait until they're like 10 or something. Oh, God. What I've film? never seen it. I don't think I'm ready. No. Oh, <laughs> so good. Uh, I, I went to the cinema to watch it a few years ago because they were doing a screening at the BFI um, with a Q&A. And uh, yeah, I, I was holding it back at the age of what, like 25? Who was doing the Q&A? Was E.T. It was, there? It was Edgar Wright interviewing yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. Oh, oh okay. Good little chat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hard not to cry yeah. at that film. Uh, wow! I hope no one cried at the podcast. At least, wow, uh, wow! I don't know why I said wow. <laughs> it's like Owen Wilson wow. style. Wow, wow! wow. Uh, uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> send in your best Owen Wilson yeah. impressions. <laughs> send in your yeah, IGN on Squeefib at IGN dot com. Buy those podcast tickets if you want to come. Should be fun. Come and that yeah. was brute champagne. Yes, <laughs> everyone will not accept comes. anything else. Everyone who comes, if you approach me, I will give you a bloody good firm handshake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a treat for them! That's worth six quid alone. Um, be excited for God of War. Let us know what you think in a spoiler-free way, if you could. And it's been a pleasure. I think we've got to play some God of War music because oh, yeah. my God, is the music oh, good from oh, Mr. Bear? Oh, oh.
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mr. McCreary. <laughs> there you go. Did it for you. There we go. Let's have it properly. one of the hosts of Bitches on Comics, the most welcoming place for LGBTQ plus folks and women to chat comics, fiction, and pop culture. Bitches are both wanted and encouraged on our podcast. We speak with amazing guests about the media they've created, critiqued, and loved. And you don't have to just take our word for the great time we're having over here. We've been named a best comic book podcast by several publications, including Book Riot, The Mary Sue, and Comic Book Herald. So tune in and listen to us talk with your faves like Carmen Maria Machado, Amy Chu, Mari Naomi, Anthony Oliveira, and many, many others. Our whole goal is to include more folks in the comic book and pop culture world and to help new readers find comics and speculative books they'll love, with no shade for being new. You can find Bitches on Comics wherever you get your podcasts, and you can learn more at bitchesoncomics.com.